Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Believe it or not, we are beginning the Advent season soon because Christmas is coming around the corner, and we have a great gift that we would love to share with you. This is called Surprising Joy, a journey with Jesus for Advent. These are Advent meditation and prayer cards, 15 different cards that you can use for personal devotions or sharing with a small group or even a family context with children or a gathering of staff. This is a really meaningful and yet fun experience to share with others uh, in which you pick an Advent card and you share about the the character in that card, uh, the Bible verse, and how you relate to that that character. Christy, we've been enjoying this for many years, and gosh, I guess it was about two years ago, we uh, hired a commissioned, uh, commissioned an artist, a professional artist who made paintings of each of these Advent characters to put them on these large three by five cards. Uh, and we just, the different gatherings that we have done around the holidays, we spread out these cards and uh, guide people to, to pick a character that they want to sort of learn from and, and then read the scripture from the Christmas story that's in the gospels that relates to that character. There's two ways to do it. One is to just read about the character and everybody celebrates the Christmas story and it's real like, simple and meaningful, but then the other way is to add in soul talk where it goes deeper and you share sort of your how you relate to that character or what you're praying for for, for Christmas. So the card I picked for this year is a, a point of prayer to carry me through Advent, the season of, of anticipating the birth of Jesus, is uh, Mary, and there's a picture here of uh, Mary receiving the news from the angel that she's going to give birth to the Messiah, and it's a beautiful picture of Mary in a receptive posture holding a flower, and uh, she's looking at the angel. And so the card says, uh, God wants to birth something great in you, which is essentially what the angel says to Mary. Mary believed the angel's message that God had chosen her to give birth to the Messiah, the Savior of the world. She trusted God's word, even though she was a virgin, and she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Then uh, we read about this in Luke uh, 1, 26-56, 2, 1-7, and 19-20. Then the soul talk question, well, what are you hoping for? Pray with Mary. Let it be to me according to your word, from Luke 1, 38. Instead of trying to make things happen, you can trust God to work as you do your part. Then pray for someone else who needs to trust God. So how has that personally been encouraging you, ministering to you, helping you in this season, Bill? Well, I think of Mary and her um, faith, even in the midst of Fear and vulnerability. I think of her uh, chutzpah faith, her bold, chutzpah is a, a Yiddish word, a Jewish word for uh, adventurous, courageous faith to trust God at his word. 
in the face of tremendous opposition and difficulties and public scorn, being uh, pregnant as a single woman, uh, not yet married, and nobody uh, believing her story that this was a, from from God, not even her family, and as, as a young woman enduring that, and yet believing in God and going on to give birth to Jesus and to mother him and to uh, become one of the leaders in, in the church. And it all, it all starts right here with the God dream that was birthed in her. And so what I am praying about that relates to this is, is really something that's been, goes back a few years. And you, you who've listened to our podcast over the years have heard me talk about this from time to time, but as we're leading soul shepherding and what we've called our, our pivot, just as describing the change from more than a decade where we purposely just kept the ministry small from the standpoint of not hiring a lot of staff and not going out and doing a lot of public speaking or, or uh, writing books, and but just loving our neighbor pastor and posting things on the, on the internet. And then we discerned that the Lord was leading us to become an organization and to hire people and to, to scale and do a lot more ministry through other people. And that became a, a dream for me. It was a surprising dream. It was not something I imagined would be a dream in my heart, uh, even as a psychologist and even as a, a pastor and the, the decades of my 20s and 30s early 40s, even into starting soul shepherding, I, I wouldn't have imagined what God would do in soul shepherding and the opportunities that I would see and that I would, would be the CEO of an organization with over 40 staff now and all the different things that we're doing at, at every, right, right this very moment, there are people benefiting from soul shepherding resources, a podcast or a something we've written or a book or students in our spiritual direction certificate program that are learning and growing. I mean, there's just so many things that, that, that we get to speak around the country, different churches. And we have this whole team of senior spiritual directors and senior coaches. And so God, God's growing this organization called soul shepherding. And as it grows, there are many things about that that are exciting uh, to be used by the Lord, to see what God is doing, uh, raising up other people. And so many wonderful people like you listening who are following Jesus with us and you, you write to thank us and tell us what you're learning. And uh, we get to meet you as we, we speak different places in different churches or you come to our institute. And so there's so many things about it that are so fulfilling. But then there's many challenges too with aspects of growing an organization, leading an organization and uh, working with staff and, and developing systems within our organization, having people positioned in the right spots and uh, being strategic and uh, how we spend our resources. So there's just, there's many challenges with this, many stresses with this, and some of the aspects of leadership are, are difficult for me and, and not like what I went to school for and not like my what I would have thought was my best gift. And so I, I spend uh, a lot less time than I used to in doing what I'm best at, which is meeting with pastors and leaders and, and being, being a psychologist and spiritual director who does it pastor to pastor in the, in the way that I, I care and guide and mentor. And now I've, I'm leading an organization and raising up other people to do that. And so 
in the challenges of that, I'm really praying that this this dream that God has birthed and is growing, that he will continue to help me and in a new level help me to be a leader who is, well, to put it simply, in the easy yoke of Jesus. And I've written the book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, and I've, I've learned to do that in many ways in my life in things that previously I was quite stressed and uh, frustrated and grumpy. I mean, there was a time where I was, I had a panic attack as a keynote speaker and I didn't want to ever speak again because I wasn't a natural speaker and I wasn't good at it. And I, it stressed me. It made me anxious. It it was uh, de-energizing for me. And I remember talking to my counselor at the time, like, I don't, I don't want to be a public speaker anymore. Why am I thinking I should even do this? It just causes me so much anxiety and so much stress. And and that was a whole journey that I went through, but I felt the, the Lord say, no, this isn't good for you to do. I want you to do this. And so I learned to do that and I learned to do it with Jesus. And now it's like my favorite thing. And I, and I'm able to do that in God's presence and uh, like just doing this podcast and enjoying it and other things I've learned to do in that way. But I'm, I'm in a process with learning to lead in the easy yoke of Jesus. And sometimes I'm there and sometimes I'm not. And my prayer and my dream is that the Lord will help me, uh, continue to help me bring my best self, my myself that's walking and working with Jesus in the easy yoke, Matthew 11, 25 to 30, uh, as uh, an organizational leader and, and the balancing of the different things that I do in leading soul shepherding uh, to have God's God's wisdom around that, around my boundaries and what to let go of and delegate and what I need to do. And it's an it's a evolving uh, process that is continually sort of in some ways more challenged because there's more, more responsibilities, more opportunities that come. So it sounds like you're relating to Mary and imagining that it was overwhelming to her to think about how she would carry and give birth to and raise the Messiah and all that that meant. And she must have felt inadequate and overwhelmed and not like it was something that she was confident she'd be great at. But she had faith. She was responsive to God's call on her life. And then it sounds like you're borrowing her prayer. Let it be to me according to your word. And you're praying that prayer as it pertains to the leadership of soul shepherding. Yeah, that's that's spot on. I I feel at times inadequate, overwhelmed, stressed. How, how am I going to do what what God's called me to do? Yeah, and I'm taking heart from that. Mary felt these things in some ways, and uh, we know that from the stories in the Scripture and the prophecies that were spoken, and her Magnificat and the things that God revealed to her, even in that and. Uh, her, her prayer that is in some ways the ultimate prayer in all of the Bible, let it be to me according to your word, Lord, because it's a prayer of submission, it's a prayer of faith, trusting in God's word, and uh, that's my prayer too, every day of my life in everything that I do and especially in my leadership. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. How about for you? What card did you pick for Advent? Well, I was drawn to the card that has the picture of the door with the knocker and a hand knocking at the door. And this is this is the innkeeper card when you turn it over and mm-hmm. you see the scripture here, uh, the passage. 
from Luke 2, verses 1 to 7. And then the question that follows on the backside of the card is, at Christmas, what distracts you from Jesus? Pray to make more space in your schedule this Advent to listen for Christ knocking on the door of your heart and pray for someone else. So I was drawn to this image here on on the front of the card of the door and I noticed that as I, as I do these cards, God speaks to me through his word, through the verse on the card. He speaks to me as I respond to the Lord in prayer with just what the picture on the card evokes for me emotionally. And so one of the things as I was drawn to this card, I was drawn to it because I felt like, yeah, there's a lot of knocking at my door going on right now. I, I feel it. And there's a lot going on inside my house right now. There's a lot of people I've welcomed in and it's very distracting and it feels a little bit out of control. And I I imagine the innkeeper must have felt that. I'm entering into this scripture passage and thinking, what would it have been like to be the innkeeper at this time? There was a lot of things happening out of control in his life. The whole census he didn't ask for that. He, didn't, he couldn't have planned for that. That happened quite suddenly that all of a sudden his town was filled with people needing a place to stay. And this, this probably wasn't something he felt really proficient to respond to. He had some resources for sure and he, enough that people knew to ask. But hospitality was a big value in this culture. And I imagine he must have felt pressure about wanting to be hospitable and I think that in this culture, there was even shame when you couldn't be hospitable. Mm-hmm. And he was at his max. He, he was maxed out. And he couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't have any more space to offer. And yet the knock was, the knocks were still coming. And the, I, I empathize with him and the pressure that he must have felt under that. And I feel that in my own life, that I've let a lot of people in and I'm caring for a lot of people, people that I'm offering hospitality to, spiritual hospitality to, or other kinds of hospitality to. And I value that and I want to do that. I want to love well. And there's more knocks on the door and I'm not confident that I could love well and yet I don't want to turn them away. And so I I, I was resonating with Innkeeper, but I felt the Lord really bring me some consolation here because I noticed even on the card that there's a little window in the door Mm. and there's a warm light shining through the window. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the Lord was reminding me that his light lives in me. Mm-hmm. And that even though I might feel like things are out of control and overwhelming on the inside of my inn where I've welcomed all these people, his light, his presence is there. It's warming. It, 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 is, it is ministering to people's needs. And then this knock on the door that's coming it particularly looks to me like Jesus's hand, like Jesus's knock. And to remember the most important guest to have room for in the midst of it all. And that I want to make sure that amidst all the competing knocks and noise and needs and opportunities, that my heart stays receptive to Jesus's knock, to Jesus's presence and is hospitable to him. That's my prayer. That's beautiful. That's the, the most important knock is the one uh, from Jesus, and it's welcoming and appreciating him in this busy season. And, yeah, we all feel that way at Advent, and 
the scripture, there was no room for him in the inn, uh, grips us because mm-hmm. we're probably, there's days or even weeks, even a whole season, we might feel like, oh yeah, I've been so busy or so stressed or it's many good things, but it also might be family tensions and conflicts and we can get quite preoccupied and distracted from really making space in our hearts to uh, love and appreciate Jesus and to, to spend some time on that relationship in prayer and in scripture meditation. And uh, so this is a, a delightful way that you're doing it through the the meditation on this Advent card in the scripture and the story of the innkeeper. And what I hear you saying in terms of how this is intersecting with your life personally is that there's a lot of knocks on the door in in your house and in your life and in your work right now and it's really important to you to be hospitable and to be loving but there there is some significant stress and uh, challenges with uh, work and responsibility and family and the needs of family and special needs happening in our family as there's been different situations with your your mom's uh, health and cancer and situations with grandkids and kids and it's, it's in the mix of all that you're like oh god help me to be present to you and help me be present to the people i love and the people that i live with and work with and you're you're feeling the strain of that i am and yet i i trust that there that jesus is with me in it and that there's a gift for me in all of this just like there were, the innkeeper, I think, was surprised. He didn't know he was going to get to be a part of witnessing the birth of the Messiah. But he was attentive enough that he, he didn't miss that, even though he was probably overwhelmed and distracted and stressed. And that's that's a grace to me that he still heard the knock. And he, made, he did make room for Jesus. He did, yeah, yes. In the stable. That was yes. a, actually a pretty good place to be. <laughs> yeah. And I, I believe, and we write about this in Journey of the Soul, that that God is speaking to us and taking initiative towards us. And I want to be, I want to notice that. I don't want to miss it. I want to notice it to the extent that the innkeeper noticed enough to let him in, even to the stable, to notice it enough that Simeon and Anna were at the temple at the time that Jesus was being presented. See, I think they had to respond to some knock in order Mm -hmm. for that to happen. The wise men had to respond to some knock in order to set out and follow that star and so that's what I'm praying is that I will be attentive to and responsive to the knock of the spirit to do what he asked me to do. Yeah, one of those marks of hearing God's voice, it's such a it's been a teaching that's been so helpful to me, Christy, and I know you the same, but to, we've really studied the different signs of like God's voice or God's touch and what are the characteristics of God's voice and presence so that we would know that that God is speaking or guiding or manifesting himself in some way and so we have a whole section in the S stage of the Christ stages in journey of the soul uh, the S stage is for spirit led ministry but we have us uh, we talk about hearing God's voice and the how do you know if you're hearing God's voice and uh, so, yeah, throughout the Christmas story, the different people are noticing God's presence or hearing God's voice, and you're saying that that's your, <clears throat> that's your prayer this season, is that actually the innkeeper 
uh, was surprised. I, we we can uh, read between the lines and say he's saying, "Look, I got no room, go away." But then somehow he senses that uh, God moves on his heart to mm-hmm. to make a space he didn't mm-hmm. think he had yeah. uh, for Jesus and the Holy Family, and it was a surprise. And so we can imagine he he might have been there at the birth of Jesus, right? It was and, a surprising joy, surprising joy for him that in that. And I believe that there will be for me too and for our listeners. Won't it be fun someday to be in heaven and talk to the innkeeper? And he's like, I let Jesus in. (laughs) Sometimes we give him a bad rap, but that's so good. Yeah. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you came. Thank you that you still come, that you are here with us in this Advent season where we remember and yet we still want to be alert and awake to your coming to us personally each day. And Lord, we want to be responsive and submissive to you to pray like Mary did. Let it be to us this Christmas, this Advent, according to your will, according to your word, Jesus. Amen. So friends, we would just be so happy to give you and your friends a gift of the surprising joy Advent cards This is a journey with Jesus for Advent. And if you just go to soulshepherding.org, go to the shop, and you'll see right there how you can order uh, Surprising Joy Advent cards for yourself, for your friends, for your gatherings. And if you do that now, you can get these cards before Advent starts, 1st of December. And this will be a blessing for your devotions in God's Word as you celebrate the Advent season, the coming of Jesus and it's a great gift to give to a friend, maybe a pre-Christmas gift so they can enjoy it during Advent. And it's so fun to do and so meaningful, so enriching to do. We've done it around the table at uh, holiday time with, with family, with friends, with staff, and it makes for a great conversation. You can do it just uh, simple with uh, sharing the scripture and the, and the story that's on the back of the card. Or you can go deeper and share personally like we did in this Soul Talk. So that's the Surprising Joy Advent Cards at soulshepherding.org. Hope you can enjoy those. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 